0: Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast where we talk all things that are most dear to the heart. I'm Bobby Houston, co-senior pastor of Hillsong Church and founder of The Colour Sisterhood. I'm passionate about seeing all people find Jesus as saviour and gain a revelation of their value in Him and then rise up to make a stand for justice in the earth. This is a place that you'll hear from me, the Colour Sisterhood team and some of our beloved friends. To find out more and stay up to date, please visit bobbyhouston.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Hello
1: girls,
2: welcome to our third ever friendship table. What a joy to be with you, particularly the week after our first ever online color conference. In case you don't know me, or this is your first time at Sisterhood, my name is Carolee. We are just a group of everyday girls seeking to build meaningful relationships and learn to love and be like Jesus. And you are so welcome here. So in a moment, I want to introduce you to the incredible women that I have joining me around the table today. But first, I wanna recognize the fact that our fearless leader, your senior pastor, the matriarch of this table, Bobby is not with us today. Uh, Bobby is actually just having some much needed and well-deserved rest this week. And I know you would feel the same way that I do, that you would want to graciously bless her and affirm her as she takes some time out. I saw that Bobby was on the chat, so I wanna say hi and I love you. And so girls, pop your well wishes for Bobby in the chat, say hello to her, make sure that she knows that you are with us this morning and that, uh, and that she has your prayers and everything like that. So, um, but uh, other than that, we are going to introduce the table to you this morning. So, um, sitting around the table with me today is undeniably some of the best girls that you will ever meet. Uh, D. I'm not even going to attempt to say your last name, (laughs) but Dee is a powerhouse worship leader. She is a vocal coach for almost all of our touring teams. She's a faithful, spirit-filled woman of God, and she is a very dear friend to me. Thank you for coming this morning. (laughs) She's like, oh. (laughs) Um, Next is the ineffable (laughs) Margaret Stuntz. Familiar to so many of you, Margaret has served our church in so many ways over so many years. She is a wife, a mother, a grandmother, Uh, she is a weapon against the enemy girls. And if a drum starts beating, you will undoubtedly hear Margaret shouting and smiling and leading people into freedom. Thank you for being here this morning. And last but not least is one of my best friends in the whole world. Also currently on holidays this week. But Sam, I dragged her out to the Hills studio today (laughs) to be with you because that's what good friends do, or at least that's what I told her they do. (laughs) Hannah Hobbs, of course, is a worship pastor on our team. She's a brilliant songwriter. She's a mother. And I tell you what, everybody needs a Hannah in their life. All right, girls. I'm gonna get into a little devotional thought for today like we did last week. We're gonna camp around a Bible verse. Um, and I honestly believe it's going to be important and it's gonna be special, but um, just really quickly, we cannot go past the fact that <laughs> we just finished Colour Conference wow. 2021. Any highlights, Margaret?
3: Yes, for me, a peacemaker. When Bobby talked about being a peacemaker, I was like, yes, or a peacekeeper. Um, and I grew up in an era where people used to say that a lot. Oh, I'll just do it to keep the peace. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bobby talked about sweeping things under the carpet. Like, you know, they didn't believe it, but wow. I'm, a, I'm just going to keep the peace. And actually, you keep it in the wrong place. And wisdom allows you to grow peace. But I love that Bobby said you need to have peace with yourself.
4: Yes. Beautiful.
3: Before you, before you have peace with others. And I think so often we try and be something that we're not. And it's an echo. It's like, no, you can't do that. Yeah. I know when I've got peace. And, you know, Jesus said, my peace I give to you. So it's a gift. Why wouldn't you have it?
2: How nice. beautiful is that? Yeah. So good. I love all the little nuggets that we can, like, gather. And everybody would have a different yeah. memory and everybody would have a different um, thought that they took away from conference. Han, any
4: special moments for I, you? <laughs> I need to talk about the air drumming moment. Oh, my goodness. Yes. So I know Come on. Hustle. is probably watching. Oh. I've never been so nervous <laughs> in all of my life. But Noodle was asked by Bobby to get up in front of the girls and (laughs) show off one of her really outstanding gifts, which is to air drum. And um, I was nervous. I didn't know how it was going to (laughs) go. But you know what? She turns it on and she She gave it 110%. Okay.
2: A funny story about that. Girls, (laughs) if you weren't at color, it's totally fine. Colour Conference 2021 is still living online. And actually, for the next two months, you can still go on and you can um, rewatch some of these sessions. But this was a funny moment where one of our friends, Noodle, just let go. And she um, (laughs) gave it everything she got. And there was this moment (laughs) where she was, you know, everybody's running around the stage and drumming. And it was hilarious because colour is like that light shade, light shade. But um, on a funny note about that moment, that night, Saturday night, I went home and I was scrolling through Instagram, as you do, quite late at night. And I was looking at people who had posted all these gorgeous photos from Color Conference. And um, and I saw this one photo and I screenshot it and I sent it to like a group message of yes. all my girlfriends. You're actually you two were in it, and um, and Noodle was actually in the group message as well. And I sent this photo of Noodle that I had screenshot, and I was like, Noodles, I think it's gonna come on the screen for you girls. I hope it's up on the screen, but it said this: it was like this photo, and I'm like, Noodle, look how high you're <laughs> jumping in this picture. I was like, you are an Athlete, i was like this is amazing nudes and then all i got was laughter back in the chat and then finally somebody said that's not noodle that's jd (laughs) because i know they both have like long Long gorgeous hair and they were like where they were actually wearing a really similar outfit anyways noodle i am sorry (laughs) it was just i I was tired but i honestly thought that that was Noodle in the photo, but it was JD. Anyways. Anyways. Um, all that to say, there was actually nothing I didn't love about colour this year. Um, I personally was staying in a hotel with a girlfriend downtown. Um, on the Friday night, we actually went out for dinner. We got in our pyjamas. We ordered some room service. And then for about 10 minutes, we scrambled to figure out the technology of how to connect colour to the television in the room. Anybody else? Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm a millennial. I should know how to do this. But, um, but the first moment that um, Bobby appeared on the screen in a red jacket with um, a crimson curtain behind her. I actually found myself getting a bit emotional um, watching us pioneer again this mm. year. And um, I don't know how many of you um, were watching there, but if you weren't, it was every bit as beautiful as every other colour conference that we've yeah. come to know. And yet there was an intimacy this year that I really hope you felt also. And um, I guess I wanted to speak to that intimacy for a moment um, to you, girls girls today sitting in the room all across Australia in our sisterhood sessions Um, but I want to speak to this thought, if you're taking notes right across the top of your notes, we need a longer table, we need a longer table. I was actually struck by um, Christine Kane's message on the closing night of Colour Conference just on Saturday night. Um, She shared the story of the woman with the alabaster jar in Luke 7. It's actually a story I've pondered a lot lately. And um, if you're unfamiliar with the text, often we focus, you know, rightly on the woman who enters the party and she pours out perfume at the feet of her savior. And yet, um, Christine, painted this picture, as only Christine can do, of a group of religious men reclining around the table while Jesus is in their midst. And as she painted that picture, um, it irked me in a new way. You know, um, there's a beauty and there's a simplicity to a relationship where you can actually just simply recline at a table, where you feel comfortable just reclining at a table. And there's a beauty and a simplicity to a relationship that says, You know, we know that if we show up every Thursday morning, like you have this morning in Sisterhood or or next year for Colour Conference, we're going to be treated to a feast. You know, but while we're in that posture of receiving, I felt to remind you again today that we don't want to be women known for simply reclining and dining. We don't want to be women known for simply reclining and dining. We want to be women, hear me girls, who invite others to the table also who see people, who welcome them in, who share all that we have. You know, let me explain to you for a moment. I know we've talked about this table, this particular table we're sitting around as a place of nourishment. But do you realize that the Bible specifically talks actually about feasts and about meals countless times throughout? You know, a feast is a place where our appetites, our senses, our sight, our smell, our sounds and our tastes are all filled up. I want you to think about that for a minute in terms of our church experiences. Think about it in terms of last weekend. So many of us feasted. Mm. Our eyes were enlightened to the beauty of art and screens and costumes and videos and invitations even that spoke to the God word. You know, the sound of heaven fills our house all the time. Lyric and melody filled our ears with music that spoke to the majesty of who God is. You know, music that momentarily drowned out the worries and the distractions of our everyday. Many of you, by all accounts, like me, you feasted quite literally, maybe in your homes, around tables or restaurants with your girlfriends. Maybe you hosted a watch party. you shared in communion with one another, you broke bread, you told stories that deepened our knowledge of Jesus and and of one another. And all of that is so good, it's a feast. And I love what the Bible says in Psalm 34. It says, taste and see, taste and see that the Lord is good. You see, the very salvation that we have received in Jesus is a feast. Tim Keller wrote in this book that I'm reading, The Prodigal God, he says, The world is not simply a theatre for individual conversion narratives to be discarded at the end when we all go to heaven. I thought about that and I thought, well, what does that mean? And um, well, I believe that it's an invitation to remember that the freedom that we found, that we've won in our relationship with Jesus as prodigal daughters is not just an individual freedom. It's a freedom into family. You see, God's design is community. His mm. model is the church. Think about it this way. His, his way that He asks us to come by is discipleship. His saving power comes through relationship. Are you Do you get the point? Do you mm. hear what I'm saying? We've been set free so that we can bring our freedom to others. Mm-hmm. We girls have been brought to this table. A feast has been set mm. before us and it's now up to us. Up to you and me, and all the girls in the room watching on, all the girls online, to set a longer table. We need to set a longer table. Yeah. It's actually imperative for us to create a place of safety and rest and nourishment for others.
1: Yeah.
2: How are you going with that? You know, the Bible tells us that as we have received, we should also give. Mm. And I think as I was thinking about you all this morning and preparing, I wanted to remind you we're living in a unique time where even this year, Colour Conference 2021 is still available, like I said. So who are you inviting to the table? Mm. You know, colour is a beautiful bookmark. It's a great way to expand the table, to bring people into our life, into our story, into our faith. But what about bringing people into our home? Mm. What about bringing people into sisterhood Thursday morning? Is there an empty seat next to you? Who are you going to invite to the feast? You know, in Christine's message, she put out a challenge and it really struck me. She said, who are you seeing? Who are you seeing? The Pharisees didn't see the woman for who she was and they didn't see Jesus for who he was either, sitting at their very table. So who are you seeing, sisterhood? We're not just called to be disciples. We are called to be disciple makers. You know, we're not called to simply recline and dine, but it's our hands that have to reach out and love and care for and prepare a meal for others. Mm. You know, Earl McClellan said it um, in his message. He said, build the bridges and walk over them and beckon others home. And I'm going to say it like this, pull up more chairs set up more places mm-hmm. make more food beckon others to eat drink see smell and taste the goodness of God with us so with that challenge in front of us I am um, I actually opened my Bible on Tuesday morning and um, I'm currently personally just studying the book of Hebrews and um, and it was a passage that literally jumped off the page for me and I knew that in my spirit it's what I wanted to share with you and I thought as a girlfriends this morning. Um, I texted it to you girls and I said, let's talk about this. So um, if you're watching and you've got your Bible with you, can I encourage you to look at the screen or to open your own Bible to Hebrews chapter 13. This particular translation is from the message and uh, I'm going to read it out and uh, soak it in. And then we as a table are going to chat about it. And I hope that you'll also take it, chat about it in your homes with Mm -hmm. your girlfriends. But Hebrews 13 verse 13 to 18 in the message says this, let me make sure I've got it here it says so let's go outside where Jesus is where the action is this insider world is not our home we have our eyes peeled for a city that is about to come let's take our place outside with Jesus No longer pouring out the sacrificial blood of animals, but pouring out sacrificial praises from our lips to God in Jesus' name. Verse 16 says, Make sure you don't take things for granted and go slack in working for the common good. Share what you have with others. God takes particular pleasure in acts of worship, a different kind of sacrifice that take place in kitchen and workplace and on the streets. I love that. It says, be responsive to your pastoral leaders. Listen to their counsel. They are alert to the condition of your lives and work under the strict supervision of God. Contribute to the joy of their leadership, not its drudgery. Why would you want to make things harder for them? Pray for us. We have no doubts about what we're doing or why, but it's hard going and we need your prayers. All we care about is living well before God. Pray that we may be together soon. Do you love that? I love that. I love it. Hannah, start us off. I actually sent this passage to you literally the moment I read it because I had been searching and wondering what God um, wanted us to talk about today. And I sent this passage to you and I was like, how cool is this? There's so much in it. And immediately you said that something jumped out to you straight away. Yeah,
4: I I actually had two really uh, standout memories, like little quick stories that came to mind. So one is um, talking about like, turning your focus outwards yeah and not on yourself I, I have this really clear memory I didn't for me personally I didn't grow up in a Christian family so when I first made a decision to follow Christ a big part of that initial uh, growth was going to like summer camps where you would encounter God you'd worship for hours and that kind <laughs> yeah, of thing and totally. so for years the first couple of years I remember like um, there would be altar calls, which is basically where they call people forward to pray for certain things or something that stands out to you, and you know often people would speak a word of encouragement over you. So the first couple of years after I got saved, there were so many pivotal moments like that. And then I remember this one time where it was the very final night of a summer camp. Yeah. I'm I'm standing on the altar at the kind of like at the back of the group of people, my arms open, just waiting for God to speak to me, and kind of also waiting for the youth pastor to come and <laughs> pray for me. Oh, I have this and, moment, yeah. And I, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, thinking, God, I wonder what word you're going to speak over me tonight. You know, I wonder what it could be, having this sense of anticipation about what God was going to do in me. And then the youth pastor gets to me. I'm like the last person in the line. And he's like, he taps me on the shoulder and he's like, hey, can you go and pray for someone else? And I was like, oh, <laughs> Okay and it, it's funny because it was actually a wow. really like clear moment of I was waiting for something to happen for me and wow. I feel like that was the word from God from for me at that moment it was like hey flip it around and go and pour out and pray for someone else fast forward that was I was probably 15 then fast wow. forward like 10 years I remember I'd say out mid-20s yeah. and I'm at Colour Conference we're in the big arena in Sydney and I think it was like Lisa Bevere's first time speaking. She had that wow. knee-high red tassel boots. She's so, so cool. She's
2: so cool. I remember that, yeah. And um,
4: she was talking and she was saying, you know, there's, there are girls in the room right now, young girls, and you, you have this longing, like this desire for a mentor. Like you, you wish you had someone ahead of you in your life that you could look to, that you could call and that they would help you and that they would help guide you. And I remember feeling like, Yes, like that is the desire of my heart. I wish I had someone I could turn to and just go. I mean, I had good people in my life, sure. but, you know, just like specifically a, a female mentor. And and she said, if that's you, she's like, go and be a mentor to someone else. So <laughs> I was like, what? But again, it was this like, yeah. I guess, pull between, God, I desperately want to be used by you and I want you to move in my life. But for some reason, this keeps coming back, you know, a decade later. Yeah. Now I'm 35, and I'm here. I'm a mom. I'm a wife. I other things too. And it's like I'm constantly redirecting my human nature. I think there's something with within me that constantly wants to go. Okay, God, what were you doing me? Yeah. What What can I get out of this? But to flip that perspective, yeah. outwards and just go. Okay, God, is there someone who needs encouragement today? I yeah. wonder who should Who should we invite over for dinner? Or is there someone I could text today? Like it's actually a decision, I think. Totally a choice is. you make to flip it. And to be honest, I feel like it's a little remedy for even when you do feel low or you yeah. feel a bit under yeah. life at times. Yeah. Sometimes the best thing you can do is pray for someone else yeah, or turn sure. your perspective yeah. outward. So I love the scripture, but I still feel like even after all these years, maybe over 20 years of being a Jesus follower, yeah. I still have to discipline myself to make that choice it's a little easier now two yeah deca- two decades in but it's still a choice to go out it's so true
2: that like reading that particular verse I, the words um don't try to be a privileged insider really right. like yeah. it was like oh so, you know like when God's like the arrows so are just like ah. bing yeah. and I feel like that was for me I was like I'm I am a privileged insider yeah. I like I, people pray for me. They pray over me. You know, like I, I know that I've got a group of girlfriends who are championing me on, or whatever. And then I'm like, who am I doing that for? You know, like don't. That's not. God's not asking us to be in the inside world. He's asking us to be in the outside world. What yeah. about you, Margaret?
3: Yeah, I felt that this whole verse 16 about not taking it for granted. Mm. Yeah, and I think because we are so blessed. Yeah. Because, you know, we have great weekends. Yeah. We have the privilege of sisterhood. And I think we forget it's a privilege. Oh, totally. I lived a long, a long time without this. Wow. You know, um, I went to church. But we, women weren't particularly nice to me. Didn't really get the sisterhood thing. Um, and then I came to colour. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Mm. This is... What I've been waiting for Mm -hmm. and I never want to lose that oh my goodness moment this is um, and if he can do it for me he can do it for anybody I really didn't want to do any of it and you know that whole thing of the reason I came to colour was because I sat around a table with our amazing senior pastor Bobby Houston um, in Scotland if you're watching you remember (laughs) Um, you know and and we were having a conversation around a table Mm -hmm. and from that I ended up coming to color from a conversation. Crazy. And we can still do that here, mm. around a table. And I think some of us get to that point where, oh, they won't come. Well, if they don't, ask them again. Mm. Because I think we assume people don't wanna come, but there is a hunger in people's hearts to belong. Yeah. Yes. A real hunger. Yes. And I think because we can snack, yeah. yeah, you know we can snack. We can go. Oh yeah, I'll take a bit of color and I'll take a bit of Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But God feeds the hungry. He yes. does. Girls, he feeds the hungry, not the snackers. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to be a snacker. I want to stay hungry for God. After all these years, yeah. I still, every time color comes around, I'm like, oh, yes, I want to remember how precious this is. Yeah. Not old colors here. Do I or don't I? <laughs> no, I'm in. I've already registered my daughter for next year. Yeah. On the Saturday, right? Like, no, we're not missing anything. You know, and I think that comes from that don't take it for granted. Yeah. And I think it's sad if we do. Yes. And I think if you're excited about something, it's catching.
2: It is. It totally is.
3: Whereas if you go, oh, I went to colour. How was it? It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It was online. Yeah. You know, whereas if you go, we pioneered. Yeah. You should see it come over. <laughs> you know, the difference. Like, yeah. And people are energised. When yeah. they hear the word of God, you only have to watch ten minutes of it, and you're like, "Oh my word, I'm in." Yes. totally. You know, and you forget it's yeah. a screen.
2: And it goes through every part of our yes. spiritual life. It goes through every part of our, like our salvation. I am. Um, I found myself we're having true confessions at the moment, girls. But <laughs> I found myself um, at the school gate, for example, and people be like, "Oh, um, you go to church?" You know, like they'll they've heard something or whatever, and they'll be like, "You go to church?" And I'll be like, "Yes," and you know, my response will be something like, you know. I want my kids to be raised with a moral conscience. You know, like that kind of thing. You know what I mean? It's like like, you give them some kind of like rhetoric as if like that's the thing that that's why we go to church. And it's like, I go to church because I love Jesus, because it feeds my soul, because my chains have been broken and healed and my my life has been made whole in community with other people. My best friends are there. I met my husband, you know, in a spiritual community. I'm like... That's why I go to church and it's wildly fun. And I think sometimes we we um, we forget, don't we? Yeah, we and don't... we forget to, to, I mean, people, I want people to come to my home and to feel the spirit of God around our table. Yeah. You know, I want, it doesn't have to be this, you know, we don't have to wait 52 weeks yeah. for next Colour no. No. Conference. I mean, next Thursday, invite them, grab yeah. a coffee, grab a croissant, sit and watch the table, laugh. And yeah. when they have questions, answer yeah. them. I think
4: people are hungry. I have to to say, Margaret, I remember that very moment you came to colour for the first (laughs) time and sitting in the room and Bobby introduced you (laughs) and you walk out onto the stage just like a woman on a mission. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought, this is cool, you know? (laughs) This is what we want to be like. Like just you have, obviously, people who know and love you know this already, but you have this like wild, passionate authority in Christ. So I just want to. I
1: don't
2: know, it I just want to mention it. Jeanette, love yeah. it. <laughs> Dion, yeah, um, what did you get from that verse?
1: Uh, did I say verse 16? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I texted her yesterday. She said. did.
2: I said, you haven't answered me, Dean. <laughs> Are you coming tomorrow?
1: <laughs> Almost pulled it. <out> yeah. <laughs> no, jokes. Um, I think verse 16, share with others. Oh, yeah. That was a key mm. thing for me. Um, and I because I just, I don't want people to miss out. Mm. on what I've experienced, on who who God is. So you want to share that with others. Um, Colour 2002 was when I walked into, it was in the hub, walked in through the um, back dock area and just heard the word home, like that whisper in my spirit. Mm. And so ever since then, just really trying to make it home, not just for me but for, for other people. So, I, that's what it means to me.
2: you, you know? do that so well, and actually you do it around a table. <laughs> I mean that's your yeah. culture, that's your tradition. Yeah. you have people for meals, yeah, and um yeah. like what's the what's the um what's the atmosphere like when you have people
1: over what's the well, the first w- thing is you always cook more, yeah <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, and then you always have extra like and you use extra tables or whatever you know, like you you, you, you set it up so that there's a whole bunch of people coming over. And I can tell you, honestly, sometimes <laughs> people just rock up. <laughs> <laughs> I remember in, um, this is back in my mum's village, we had Christmas in 2009. And literally we sat down to have lunch and cars just started pulling up. Wow. Like members of my mum's family who live like an hour away, or they just rocked up. They said, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna come here and spend Christmas. That's how it is.
2: <laughs> but come on, up. if that's not a metaphor for what yes. we want this place to be, if that, like, if that, I want I want that to be Thursday morning. Yeah. I want the mums to be driving home from school drop-off and yep. be like, why are there so many cars there and why yep. am I feeling yep. pulled yep. to this place? Mm, yep. Or I want people to be online and being like, oh, you know, people keep posting about this thing and, yep. and we go, hey, there's more than enough for you here. Mm. There's more than enough. Absolutely. Sit down, pull up a chair, make yourself at home. Yeah. There is more than enough. And I yep. just wonder, girls, is that our spirit? Is that what we're doing? Are we taking everything that we've learned and that God has deposited in us yep. and, um, and you know, like gifting it to people with open arms and open hands? Yep. I just want that to be the spirit of sisterhood. And I believe for many years it has been. Yep. But I just thought this morning that we need to remind ourselves, um, Margaret, there's a part that says... Um, God takes particular pleasure in acts of worship, a different kind of sacrifice that take place in kitchen and workplace and on the streets. Mm-hmm. What do you think the Bible's talking about there? I
3: think that's ordinary everyday situations. I mean, talking to people in line. Yeah. You know, I used to be really impatient. I I'm still have patience. Is, <laughs> it's a fruit. Mine falls <laughs> off the tree. You know, it's a fruit. Oh, it's gone. Um, I, so it's a thing for me. But what I've, I've chosen um, it's what Chris said about seeing people.
2: Yeah, totally. Um,
3: and if you see people, they will see you yeah. because there's a lot of people out there that are lonely yeah. who need to be cared for. Yes. Who, and if you smile at someone, they're like, are you smiling at me? Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: And just saying hello. Totally. And how are you doing? And you know, I think we've got very isolated in our conversations. You know, I grew up in where everybody said hello to everybody, yeah. even if you didn't know them. You know, it was, you came out of your house and if you said good morning, good afternoon, and my mum would say, say good morning, you know. <laughs> totally. i like, I don't know them. Say good morning, <laughs> you know, it, because it was community. It was what yeah. you did because they knew that where we lived. So you say hi, there's got to be a neighbour somewhere. Totally. Yeah. And so I think we have to come back to why am I doing it and who is it for?
1: Because
3: you won't do it unless you know why you're doing it. Yeah. And I ask myself that question every day. Why am I doing this you and who do. is it for? And if it isn't for Jesus at the end, it's fruitless. We can be selfish for a while, that's okay, he cares about us, but I wanna have fruit that remains. Mm. And if we include Jesus in things, it'll be fruit that remains. Oh, totally. And therefore just having ordinary conversations, I think we, you know, people, if it gets weird, it's because I'm weird. <laughs> and I'm not weird about Jesus, so yeah. don't be. And, and I say to people, look, this is not weird, because otherwise they start going, oh, is this weird? No. Right. It's not weird. He's wonderful, but it's not weird. Mm. And so I think if we talk about him, you know, I can talk about my husband, Fred. I don't get weird. Yeah. I don't change my voice. Yeah. <laughs> get, yeah. It's so true. <laughs> He's so <laughs> lovely. No, I don't. I just talk about him. And, and he challenged me at the end of last year, when you see people and have coffee with people, what do they know about me that they didn't know before you had coffee with them? Oh, Wow. What aspect of me do you leave with people?
2: Yeah, right. Totally.
3: And that came from an ordinary conversation with a girl I was in coffee with, and I just talked about Jesus being kind. Mm. Yeah. And she's like, What do you mean? What do you mean, kind? <laughs> because they don't know. People, you know, yeah. we assume a lot of the time people have a, a concept mm. of Jesus that we've got. Yeah. And so I talked about, because I'd said he was kind over a situation. I said, But he is kind. Yeah. How do you know he's kind? And we spent a whole Beautiful. another coffee wow. over the kindness and why he's kind. It's that whole taste
2: and seeing. Mm-hmm. You know, right. like I, it's that I, if I honestly believe in the heart of hearts that people taste, yeah. yep. you know, just get a taste of who Jesus is. Yeah. They
1: will see yeah. the goodness of God. But It's like if like, you go to a restaurant yeah. or some, you know, cafe you yeah. really love going to mm.
2: tell people exactly yeah, there you go totally i
1: love that right Hobbsy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <You're so right. laughs>
2: and i think the other part of it that's really beautiful is it, it's not an us and them no it's a here and now mm. and like that's just something we've got to recognize it's a here and now like we are. this is our here this is our now this is what god is gifted to us, yeah. there's a feast on the table, yeah. mm-hmm. like get people to the table, yeah. mm-hmm. get people to the table and I just wonder girls if like I can say to you this week, bring someone next week yeah. and I'm not being funny about it, I'm actually saying invite somebody, yeah. just tell them, tell the girl at the grocery store, be like hey if you, you know, yeah. tell somebody that's lonely, it's, we've got this group of girls, they'd be so keen to chat and hang yeah. out and yeah. talk, you know, the, um, there's a the next part of this verse that's really interesting, but I know that you have a heart for this. It says, be responsive to your pastoral leaders. Listen to their counsel. They are alert to the condition of our lives and work under strict supervision of God. Contribute to the joy of their leadership. Why would you make things harder for them? You know,
4: um,
2: what did you think when you
4: read that? It's interesting because it, again, it instantly made me think of a time in my life a couple of years ago. I I think personally, I was just feeling a little stagnant, even in just the progression of my relationship with God. I wanted desperately to move forward. And I felt like I was doing all the right things, but for some reason, just kind of hitting a wall a little bit. And um, we've had many conversations and around that time we did too, but the real breakthrough point for me was turning to a trusted, godly person and saying, inviting them, to challenge me yep. and to speak into my life. Yeah. And I think often when you read that, like, you know, um, like trust your leaders or go and ask for counsel, yeah. um, we often think of being the person who gives the counsel yeah. mm. or assume that that would be our role in that. Or, you know, other times we can think, well, no one said anything, so I must be on track. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, but I, I learned in a really powerful way that it's, you do need to invite people. To speak yeah. into your life. And as even a leader within church, like you're not really walking around going, hey, can I just talk about something? Like you're not trying <laughs> to invade someone's life, yeah. but if someone invites you, what do you think about this? Yeah. How, like, do you think this is a, a good way forward or what would you do in this scenario? Yeah. You invite that wisdom and counselling from your pastors and leaders. That for me, I know it sounds like a little thing, but I feel like it has completely transformed the last couple of years of my life because, you know, we've had so many conversations where I thought I I should go a certain way. And then in that, at the table, Mm -hmm. in those moments, you or someone would say to me, you know, I think you might be a little off track. Yeah. Or D, often so it's wow. always tr- D. Is a tr- D is the truth teller at the table. You are.
2: You You're like, are how'd you go? Teller. She's like, it was all right. Okay.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but like, it sounds like a small. It's a small thing. Yeah. But it's actually not a small thing at no, all right? because yeah. it's a it's a person you love and trust, and who you look at their life and the way they follow Jesus, mm-hmm. and you go. I want yeah. more of that in my life. I wanna be like Him, like you're like Him. Mm-hmm. And so then, yeah, you can tell me, tell me if I'm off. And that takes a real openness, I think. And it's a vulnerable space. Ailing. Like I've had many times where I've walked away from those conversations and gone, gee, okay, I really need to recalibrate here. And it's challenging. Yeah. But in that, I feel like God has really moved in my life. Yeah. And I've seen more personal progression in my relationship with Christ. Maybe than I have in a long time because okay. you just inv- you invited in. How cool is that? I mean, like praying
2: for our leaders and and praying that they have a God word for us is so important. I I know like when um when Bobby lays out um the theme for a conference every year, I, I sit up and I take notice because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know she's searching and she's hearing from God mm-hmm. and she's trying to work out what God wants to say to us. And so next year, um, and I'm sure she'll give more wait and to this over the next 12 months but poets Mm. prophets and everyday women (laughs) and (laughs) I'm like god I want to what does that look like for me you know I want to be a poet I want to be a prophet Mm. and I know I'm an everyday
1: (laughs) woman
2: (laughs) you know and what does that look like and then the idea of shadows and wonders and and like you don't have to be you know on your phone all the time, or watching the news, to know there's shadows at the yeah. moment, and you know even this like the media attacks that are coming against the church, um, our church. You know what that what the enemy wants us to do is to look inward, mm. to look inward, and and to be spending all our time on this stuff, and actually our Commission is the great commission. It's to mm-hmm. look outward. It's to focus, you know, not to focus on ourselves. And, and we're, I think we're doing a great job of that. But I think mm-hmm. that's the, what the enemy wants to do. P- Pastor Brian's been talking about distraction. Let's not be distracted. Mm-hmm. Let's not be distracted by the beauty that is in front of us. Let's make sure we're yeah. using it yeah. for the glory of God, you know? Mm-hmm. D. if you were to leave the girls with a thought mm-hmm. um, about this idea of building a longer table, what would it
1: be? What would it be? Oh, well, one of the things is to um, let the women know that God has placed everything in you, that you need to live a dynamic spiritual life. And the next thing is, you know, we're talking about inviting people to the table. Be expectant that God Will meet them. Oh, totally. And I know he will.
2: Yeah, Yeah, he will. When you come
1: full of expectation. Beautiful. Yeah,
2: love that. Margaret, what if there's girls watching on either in the room or online? Because there are so many um, girls watching online. Um, You know, what would you say if they don't know this Jesus that we're talking about?
3: Don't waste another moment. Seriously, don't waste another moment. You're not watching this by accident. This is a divine moment for yeah, you. Yeah. And he loves you with a passion that kept him on the cross. He could have called a legion of angels to take him off, but he saw you and me coming, yeah. And he said, I am staying here. They need a saviour. And he loves you so much. And he is just a profound but simple prayer away. And we can pray that right now around the table. I've done this in my home. I've done it in coffee shops. So we can do it right now. You pray with me right now. Jesus is listening. I love the passion translation. He says, he's leaning over heaven's balcony. Don't you love that? He's leaning over heaven's balcony involved in us right now. Mm. So whether you're alone or whether you're in a group, don't be shy. Let's not miss this moment. Pray with me. Jesus Jesus thank you thank you that you love me that you love me that you died for me that you died that you rose again that you rose again so that i could have a life so that i and a life that's abundant and a life that's a life that's inclusive a life that's inclusive a life that's useful to you a life that's useful to you a life that's fruitful life and today today i give you my life i give you my be my lord be my lord be my savior be my savior i'm yours i'm yours you're mine you're mine together Together, Together. we'll see it happen. We'll see it happen. Amen. 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 Heaven is cheering. We are cheering. This is the best prayer you'll ever pray. It's the beginning of an amazing journey. Don't do it alone. Please don't do it alone. Find someone. Talk to us. Come and find us. Come and join us. You are welcome at our table. Amen. We love you. Oh,
2: I love that. How good is that moment? So (laughs) good. Spontaneous. But you know what, it's meant to be because if there's anybody watching on and you need that relationship with Jesus, there's actually, there's pastors I know in the room. If you're in one of our rooms who would love to talk to you, there's also um, buttons online and ways online where you can put in a prayer request, or you can say, I'd love to speak to a pastor and talk more about um, the salvation that we're talking about. Uh, But one more thing I wanted to leave you with before we go, and then you're gonna go and have a few moments in your individual rooms, um, is the last verse. And I think God is so clear Clever, I don't think a word of the Bible is wasted. And I don't know if this was just for me, but I'm going to share it with you. (laughs) The very last verse that I read um, out was this, pray for us. We have no doubts about what we're doing or why, but it's hard going and we need your prayers. All we care about is living well before God. Pray that we may be together soon. And I read that and a smile came (laughs) to my face because I was like, that's us, God. That's us. We have no doubts about what we're doing or why. We know, Jesus, that we are to build your church. We yeah. know that we are meant to come into this place and, and break ourselves open before you, God. We don't want to be women who recline and dine. We want to be women who live out this great commission. And But it's hard going. And I love that the Bible knows that. It's hard going. <laughs> it says, we need your prayers. One of the things about Colour Conference that I loved so much this year was the prayer wall. Mm-hmm. I mean, just I stood in front of it for a minute, was overwhelmed by the needs and just the desperation and so pray for us don't um girls don't sacrifice your prayer life in this time get on your knees before Jesus and ask him where he wants you to go who he wants you to see because He will answer our prayers. And then the last line was this, pray that we might be together soon. And I know the writer of Hebrews was writing that too, to the people he, his, he was writing to because he had obstacles that could not allow him to be with them. <laughs> but like, how cool, like, how's that? We're in the middle of, of a pandemic and we've had to do an online conference because we can't be all together. But the writer of Hebrews says, pray that we might be together soon. And I wanna say to you, that's our prayer as well. It's not gonna be like this forever. But, um, but while it is, we're going to make the best of it and we're going to do Jesus proud. And we're going to say, you know, to our girlfriends, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we're going to do this season well. And we want you to know that we are praying for you and we're believing that we are all going to be together in a room again one day. But for now, invite people into your room, whatever that looks like. Um, anyways, we love you so much. Let me pray for you as we leave this morning. God, you are so kind. Thank you, Lord and you have met with us today. And I believe God, that you have spoken to every girl listening, that you've divided your word into individual ways and that you are seeking to tell them secrets and whisper special things that you God want them to know about who they are and whose they are and what you would love for them to do in this next season. I pray God that you would implant purpose into the hearts of women today, that they would have courage to invite people to the table that they would be reminded this week to set another place. I pray, Jesus, that You would expand our sisterhood, that You would grow this company of women, that it would be a light on a hill, Jesus, for Your glory. Thank You for who You are. Thank You for my friends. I pray You would bless them this week in
0: Jesus' Name. amen. 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 Love you girls. See you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. I hope you have found it encouraging and uplifting and helpful. Don't forget, you can subscribe on iTunes to make sure you get all of the latest episodes as soon as they're released. And if you have time, I'd love to hear from you. Write to me in the review or comments section. I look forward to being with you again next time.